Hello, I'm Paulette Lee, and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. Hello there, and welcome to the uh, maiden voyage of Woman Worthy. So, why a podcast for women over 60? Well, first of all, I'm over 60, I'm actually 75, and my background is in radio, more about that later, so it seems a natural medium for me. But the real reason is that I finally got really sick and tired of seeing older women portrayed as being interested only in their grandchildren, handcrafts, and avoiding or managing disease, Alzheimer's, or death. I felt I really needed to do something about that. That's not who I am. And it's not really who any of my friends who are over 60 are. Yes, of course, we all have family relationships and aging issues. But death and disease and uh, walkers aren't our primary concerns. Well, okay, so I lied. When I moved into my new house, I did ask for a walk-in shower to replace the tub. (laughs) And uh, I do have to confess that I've been known to wonder, oh, whatever shall I wear today for this doctor's appointment? (laughs) But the focus of this program is going to be on older women who live or want to live vibrantly, how to do it, and how to confront the challenges to doing it. There's another truism. As women, our social worth is devalued as we get older, and that's something I think we need to fight against. I remember a a friend, a very competent professional woman, years ago, we must have been in our 50s, reflecting that she expected her body to change as she aged, but what she hadn't expected was to be disregarded so easily. I mulled over that and, and it stayed with me ever since. Okay, now, why over 60? Why not over 50, as a friend asked? Well, of course, anyone of any age is welcome to listen to this program, but things tend to be different uh, for we women over 60. In our 50s, we probably, and and of course there are exceptions, um, well, we're probably uh, still working, we're not yet widowed, we have young grandchildren or even children at home, our parents are most likely still alive, but they're aging, (laughs) And, and we may be involved in their care, but our friends are as young and active as we are, and they're mostly still with us, if not necessarily geographically close. Daily life um, is in our 50s is probably busy and demanding. Finances are probably different from what they'll be after 60. Listen, I loved turning 50. I swear, on my 50th birthday, which by the way, I spent with my husband at the French Chateau Chenonceau, I instantly stopped giving a damn about what anyone else thought. I was who I was and others could take it or leave it. This cake was baked. I was sure I could change the decoration, but people were free to choose whether to, you know, take it or leave it and uh, they did. Everybody made one choice or another. But after 60, well, it's a whole different story. So a little about me. As I said, I was born, uh, well, I didn't say, I I was born in October 1946. That makes me 75 years old. I was widowed when I was 63 after being with my husband for 36 years, 
married for 32. We had no children together, but I raised his two children from his short first marriage, his son full-time since he'd been four, and his daughter, well, off and on, which is another long story, since she was two. I was born in New York and grew up in LA. I'm a child of the 60s and proud of having graduated from, yes, radical UC Berkeley, 1968. I'm retired from a varied career in communications, first in entertainment publicity, then as a radio journalist. I was LA's first female radio news anchor and received two prestigious awards for investigative journalism, but that was in the 1970s. Because of my late husband's career, which was also in broadcast news, we moved around a bit from LA to Fort Wayne, Indiana, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, then to Harrisburg, the capital of Pennsylvania. I morphed into consulting work in PR for nonprofits. And then as we moved toward retirement, we started running a small B&B in Gettysburg, PA. However, as a result of a rotary trip to Ethiopia with my husband, I decided to get my master's in international service when I was 58, and I redirected myself into working in international development communications in Africa. I've always traveled. Uh, I've been to 56 countries, both singly and with my husband. He died in 2010 from a fall incurred during a heart attack while we were on a trip to Nicaragua. I lost everything, my whole life. I started a new one. Went back to work in Africa, moved to the D.C. area, moved to live solo in rural central France, but only stayed for a year and a half. <clears throat> then I moved back to the D.C. area and then moved around in Maryland, where I still am. I uh, have lived in four countries. I learned to paint. I continue to do theater, which I've always done, but expanded more into directing and playwriting. I study Arabic and I'm taking lessons in music theory and to tell you the truth I can't decide which is the harder. I am still single but have dated a lot and I'll talk more about that in an upcoming episode, Single Over 60. In short, I'd like to say that I've done a lot, accomplished some. But this podcast is not going to be about me. My goal is to deal with a new topic every week and to share not just my thoughts on a topic, but others as well, including yours. So stay tuned, and at the end of each episode, I'll tell you how you can comment. So this is what I'd like to share with you today. <clears throat> First of all, a TED Talk by organizational psychologist Adam Grant called How to Stop Languishing and Start Finding Flow. This isn't directed specifically to uh, women, nor necessarily to people over 60, but it was the impetus for a lively group discussion in which I recently participated, and in which most of us were women over 60. Too many of us thought we were indeed languishing, or as I called it, dog peddling through life. And the truth is, no matter how active I am, I still catch myself languishing without meaningful self-defining work, without a partner, without family, with COVID restrictions, without purpose. Should we be living at this stage in our lives purposefully or joyfully? Can, should it be both? I recently watched the documentary on Hulu called Some Kind of Heaven 
about the Central Florida Retirement Center called The Villages. Life there is all about fun and enjoyment and partying and playing 24-7. I won't say anything more about the film other than that place is my idea of hell. And speaking of girls, I'm going to close today with a poem by Lucille Clifton, who was a Black American poet, writer, and educator from Buffalo, New York. She was born in 1936 and died at the age of 73 in 2010. She'd been a state and federal government employee until 1971 when she pursued her true calling and became a writer in residence at Coppin State College in Baltimore, Maryland. From 1979 to 1985, she was Poet Laureate of Maryland, and she was twice a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry. In 1999, in her 60s, she was elected a Chancellor of the Academy of American Poets and was a Distinguished Professor of Humanities at St. Mary's College in Southern Maryland. There is a Girl Inside by Lucille Clifton. There is a girl inside. She is randy as a wolf. She will not walk away and leave these bones to an old woman. She is a green tree in a forest of kindling. She's a green girl and a used poet. She has waited patient as a nun for the second coming, when she can break through gray hairs into blossom and her lovers will harvest honey and thyme and the woods will be wild with the damn wonder of it. Please join me next week for Can You Come Out and Play? Managing Friendships After 60. You have been listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paulette Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.